Well, hello everyone. It's good to be back. It took me a while to get back to the microphone. I'm so sorry. I had a ton of work and I'm still working. Um, I got some good news and I got some bad news as usual. Uh, let's say the good news so far is my dad is doing okay. In case you listened to the previous podcast, I mentioned that he was quite ill. He's not feeling too too well and I'm still thinking about him quite a lot. I stay in contact with him. And according to his information, or his statement at least, uh, his condition hasn't changed much, but he feels more stable as if his body is trying to recover thanks to a new therapy. So I'm quite thankful for that. You can believe me. That is the most important thing right now. The other thing I'd like to talk about, which is why I mentioned, uh, why I named this this podcast, uh, Online Dating Part 2, Um the weekend I had, let's say, that was over over a week ago when I mentioned that I wanted to, you know, have some fun doing some R&R, you know, having a nice lady with me at, the, at that weekend. That was the plan, and which actually happened. I went up there and I met her online. Yes, I did. And I totally regret that. And I'd like to talk to you about that topic and tell you exactly why. Uh, I tell you, it doesn't matter where you meet these people. Online is difficult. Real life is difficult. You have no idea what kind of person is standing in front of you or talking to you on the phone or chatting. It doesn't really matter. You never know the person well enough. And I had the luxury of falling into a trap once again Thank you, destiny. Thank you, karma. Fuck you, karma. And uh, it's not exactly a pleasant story because I got tricked. I got fooled. And I'm uh, I'm ashamed to admit that, but it happened to me uh, in a different way than it, than it used to, I would say. I mean, there, there was no scam in terms of money. I did pay for everything while I was there. That's the plan. I mean, I was inviting her over to the hotel we both agreed that we wanted to have fun, but apparently she had other plans or additional plans that do not correline with mine. So, where should I begin? We met in this uh, idiotic uh, chat room that I sometimes uh, look up and, uh, and use every now and then, especially when I don't feel like being productive and we all have that cycle where I just can't do shit. So I eventually end up online in these in these um, these boards or typical German-based chat rooms, where you just sit in the background, so to speak, and just let it flow in passive mode, and just wait what happens. Or you bump into somebody whom you might like or find sympathetic at least. Some people have profile pictures, others do not, and of course you never know exactly what kind of person that is. And sometimes it can be fun, sometimes. There's a positive surprise, you know, we all had these stories, or we at least heard of these stories, that people actually met online and became uh, romantically involved, began a relationship, got married, have children, live a happy life, you know, it, it depends, it really depends on the person in total using those platforms, and it, it can equal into the same 
scenario like in real life when you bump into somebody in a club or in, in a park, in a cafe, or just through parties and friends, and, you know, you, you never know what happens. There's always a great deal of mystery and suspense in those meetings and moments that you share together. And sometimes, like in my case, because I guess my life is cursed, you meet people whom uh, you should never trust. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, the, the first things first, though, we I was skeptical if that person would be real. So we had lots of uh, f- phone calls. We, had, we talked a lot. We had, uh, you know, texting. And I have to admit, sexting was even a, a topic here. That's something that we do. In this day and age, it doesn't seem to be, seem to be that uh, extraordinary. It's almost normal, sadly so, I have to admit. But there is a suspense there. There's a, uh, an, an animalistic behavior that we just cannot shut off. And, you know, in this case, in this scenario with that woman and me, we had like, uh, it, it seemed like we had the same chemistry. We talked for hours. You know, she, she shared stuff of her life, and her life, according to her, um, was not exactly easy, not not uh, beautiful in any way, and that's where the problem starts. Because in the beginning, I believed everything she told me because I had no reason not to. And, um, I mean, of course, it's good to be skeptical, but in, in this case, she told me stories that I have heard many, many times before, so... For the sake of the argument, I said it's not unrealistic what she revealed to me. So I believed most of it, or let's say almost everything. So as time passes, we said to each other, you know, we really, we really got to meet. But, you know, we, I made it clear from the start, from the start, I swear to you, I am not interested in any kind of relationship deal. This is sex only. I find you attractive. I find you cute. This is it. You know, if you don't like it, that's fine. You can always go. <laughs> no no trouble. And uh, she agreed. She had no trouble with that. At least uh, I, I thought she did. So as time passed and we had this, this meeting set up, I, I chose the hotel. I went to North Germany to actually get that done. You know, I was actually, I was happy about it. I was looking forward to it because it, it was something different. You know, it was something um, exciting, actually. Which is why we do what we do. So after I arrived, she was on her way. And um, immediately I had a strange feeling in that, in that moment. I picked her up from the street. And that's where the trouble actually started. There was no chemistry between us whatsoever. She felt uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable. We didn't even talk about it. Which was weird. And... Just to be be clear, we're talking about the same person. That was not like a fake person, at least not visually or with, with photographs. She was real, and that was fine. But um, facially, I would say she was almost exactly what I was looking for. But everything else, to be fair, was not as attractive as I thought it, it would be. So I was wrong. In that case, I don't want to sound misogynistic here, and I do believe if somebody listens to me, you would think otherwise. You would think I'm a total scumbag. But there I was, um, thinking to myself, I can't tell her to leave. First of all, I didn't want her to leave. We had this meeting. I knew that she was um, 
let's say she was a bit heavier, a bit chubby, which I have no problem with. But some things I did have problems with is that she had a unbelievable bad smell. I know this sounds harsh, and I know it's not her fault. These are the pheromones, I think. She has something that my nose does not like. And I immediately smelled it the first time I met her. I don't know why I do. My nose is quite sensible that way. But the longer you, you're you actually around that person, you start realizing this is not going to work out for very long. So I, I was thinking of ending it right now and telling her, look, um, I changed my mind. But she had expectations. She wanted to have fun. I had expectations. My hotel was already booked and paid. Wait a second. No, it wasn't paid, but it was too late to get the money back. So I said, I, I can't just turn around now. Or at least I thought that to myself. I'm already here. I drove hours for this this exciting event, which wasn't that exciting to begin with, at least not not at that moment anymore. So I thought, you know, I can just try to make this cool, make this look look good. We can have some fun. We can go out together. There's a, there was a museum that I'd like to see. We went out into a restaurant. We had some some dinner there, but there was a lot of tension between us on the negative side. So I was thinking, you know, maybe I should just cut this off and not have sex with her, but she was looking forward to that. She wanted to have sex badly, so and so did I. So I thought, you know, what doesn't matter. Let's just have fun. And I went through with it. She went through with it. She liked it. And after, I think, the first night, I thought, man, this is not going to work out. I felt like a whore in that moment, to, to, to say the least. And she noticed that I wasn't feeling very, very comfortable. And we never talked. Not really. It was always just this, this... It was a very weird situation. I did enjoy the sex to some degree, and so did, 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 did she. So, um, this is really weird. I should have... To be honest, I should have not done that. I should have just left instead. But, like I said, it was too late. And there's only so much you can do. I, I mean, I didn't want to just, you know, kick her out and, and tell her, you know what... Fuck off, this is not going to work. Or just tell her, look, I changed my mind. Normally, I don't do that unless there's really trouble between us or she's becoming uh, she, she's becoming too aggressive for whatever reason, which I had once. That was long ago, and all we had was a meeting, and I decided to just leave. And, you know, I, I left her there. She lived maybe two blocks away, so I didn't fucking care. But I never wanted to see that woman again. But in this case, you know, I, I felt almost sorry for her because um, she was expecting a lot and I didn't want to disappoint her too. So, you know, I was a bit on, on the edge, sort of. I, I, was, I was walking on, a, on, on thin ice here. I didn't want to hurt her feelings, but I didn't want to throw, out, throw her out. So I decided that we, I should, you know, just proceed and enjoy this uh, as much as I can, because why not, you know? I was already there, and I was too tired to drive home.
or even leave the hotel, pay for everything, and not enjoy anything. I had breakfast there. Come on, give me a break. There's something that I I wanted to expect from it. Hmm. Never mind. Um, I did try as good as possible and as 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 focused as possible on her to deliver a certain kind of performance. <laughs> To, to satisfy the woman, because that is basically my goal in every case. But I have to be honest here, I cannot... That smell. Dude, seriously, man, some people have an interesting odor. Now, let me tell you, it is not her fault. I knew that. And immediately, you know, when we arrived at the hotel, she took a shower, uh, a long one. And when she came out, she smelled like a flower. But let's say half an hour later or an hour later, you, you smelled exactly the same odor again. And um, it wasn't that bad at the time. But the longer you wait, the more time passes, the more of that odor fills actually the air. That's not her fault. That's just the way her body works. And she produces something that people like me react to. Or my, noses like mine react to. So that's unfortunate. I didn't want to judge her just for that. And, and I did like her as a person. At least I thought I believed that. So long story short, we went through with that weekend. We had some fun in the museum. But I always noticed that she was in, really beside herself. She was not happy at all. Maybe because of me. Or because of the total situation. I'm not quite sure. She never talked to me much. Afterwards, when I was leaving, then she started talking to me. And um, that was... Well, That's the, here's the kicker. Here's where the trouble starts. Where it becomes a bit more crazy. Um, she took everything at the weekend, around the weekend, very personal. Which I didn't know. I never treated her badly. I never treated her like she was trash or, um, um, you know, just... I was never unfriendly to her, not in any case. So I played it cool. We had some fun. That was it. That was for me really it. And I had no intentions of, like, blocking her out of my life or just, you know, ghosting her and stuff like that. I don't like doing that. It's not necessary. But talking in that moment while you're there would be a bit too harsh, I think. <laughs> Especially after she looked at me like a reindeer and expecting some kind of some kind of love, I suppose, which is hard for me to interpret, to be honest. But um, in my eyes or in my mind, I thought it it worked out quite well without causing too much trouble or you know disappointing her that much. But she was disappointed nonetheless. Um, I insisted on driving her home, which she refused because I think she had a plan back then. She didn't want me to know where she lives. So I asked her many times, I can drive you anywhere, it's not a problem. And eventually I could bring her to a train station. Just let her out or... No, wait a second, not a train station. I, I left her at a store where a good friend of hers was living in the area. So she, after she left the car, she looked very depressed. 
which I didn't really want her to be, but, you know, it, it did happen eventually. So I felt still quite bad in the car, swearing myself never to do that again, and <laughs> driving off uh, direction of my home. But I stayed in contact with her while, uh, not while I was driving, when I took a break. I, you know, I, I texted her, kept her like updated. I didn't want to end this kind of virtual friendship, if you know what I mean, even if it wasn't a friendship. But the trouble starts when I actually arrived back home two days later. Um, we, we stayed in contact, but I had a lot of work to do. I had to catch up with the work that I left behind for that weekend. So I was quite busy. And then around Wednesday, I think, Tuesday, no, Monday, Tuesday, somewhere between Tuesday and Wednesday of last week, mind you, she started telling me that something happened to her. And she, she sent me a picture of, um, of, of, of an emergency room, of, of a doctor's office. If it, not a hospital, but I think a doctor's office. And she told me she had an accident. So I thought, ooh. What happened? And she told me that her... Well, she told me at first that she had an accident while she was running, jogging through a small forest area. And according to her story, somebody set up a wire, a trip wire, between two, two trees, which she didn't see, fell, and almost broke a rib. According to her, she was unconscious, uh, her closest friend came by because she knew she was going jogging and uh, wanted to, to check on her because she wasn't, you know, like calling in or something and just messaging her or something like that, which was a weird story in itself, but I believed her so far. And she told me that she, she um, they, they called the police believing that she might have been a victim of somebody who doesn't like her because of the wire, which started to become a bit tricky for me here to believe that and then the next part of the story was that the police investigated um some friends of hers including the ex-boyfriend and according to her story something that she told me before i met her is that this guy was extremely violent and uh, like a woman hitting person just just a wife beater so so to speak which is a story I hear quite a lot. So even there, I, I thought to myself, you know, why not? It's, this is, a, it happens a lot. It's a real thing. So I decided to go with that and just believe her. Then a day later, she told, she told me that after the police investigated, uh, you know, um, talked to her ex-boyfriend, he freaked the fuck out because he didn't want to be accused of anything. Um, looked her up in her apartment, an apartment that she was sharing with a few friends from the university. And according to her, again, she got beaten to shit by this guy. Now, mind you, I never saw any evidence for that, for that claim. No wounds, no bruises, uh, no plaster, nothing. So she told me she got uh, transported to a hospital that she only has one kidney from, from the start. She was born that way with only one kidney. That's her story. 
And she got attacked so bad because her ex-boyfriend knew that she had only one kidney and he tried to smash it, like kicking her, beating her, and that kind of story. And that's when I sort of, you know, just decided, no, that can't be true. Now, I know this sounds harsh. There's also a voice in my head that told me, what if she's telling the truth and she's in a very bad condition? According to her, she has no one, no friends, no real friends anyway, uh, no parents, no contact to her mom, completely alone and just taking care of herself. That's where the danger is, trying to get attention, trying to be the center of attention, trying to gain sympathy and pity to transform that into some kind of affection. That's a serious topic here. And um, I actually confronted her with that because I did the following. I tried to investigate. I managed to get her full name and address through a trick, which I'm not going <laughs> to reveal. But if you, you paid attention to my story, you actually know what I was doing and how to get that information. So... I knew where she was, at least where she was registered anyway. I called up all the hospitals in that town and tried to find her. Now, even if there is some, something like data disclosure, you know, like um, privacy, data privacy, right? And uh, that doesn't mean that a hospital is not allowed to tell you if a specific person you're looking for is lying in that hospital and being treated. What they cannot tell you is what they have, what they're suffering from, what the diagnosis is, or even cause of accident or death. They cannot tell you that. If you're, if you're a friend, no. If you're a relative, yes. These are the rules according to my information. And I think I'm pretty correct. And I, uh, I had a, a very friendly uh, discussions on the phone about that topic with, those, with the clerks working at the hospital. And it, it seemed like that, like a trick. Nobody knew her. Nobody knew that name. So I did some more research. I looked for her name on Facebook just to look, uh, just to find out if she actually has a you know a so, a social media profile, which she had. Twelve hours later, I got blocked. <laughs> I got blocked by her. I can't find her anymore, which is kind of weird. And I confronted her with, with, with that information, with, with the, the question, if you're in a hospital, why the fuck can't I find you? I would jump into the car, drive up there just to see you in order to make sure that you're okay. And I got, as, as a response, just pure hatred, like, how dare you question my story? After everything I told you, you know, how dare you think I lie? Who told you this bullshit? So we, you know, we had this stupid conversation about it. And she was, I wanted to give her a chance to explain herself, which she didn't. Instead, she managed to convince me that there is still a possibility that she's telling the truth. Now, 50% of my, my, my head said she's telling the truth. She was beaten. She was attacked. She's suffering. The other half of my brain said, be careful. This is a trickster. She's trying to lure you, lure you into a trap. So I talked to a friend of mine who was of the same opinion. 
she's just, you know, she's uh, pulling your leg. Nothing of that story is true. So I just, I played along. I stayed in contact with that person up until two, two three days ago when um, I wanted to show some kind of uh, sympathy, gain her trust, and said, look, if you have a chance of uh, talking to me on the phone, maybe we can, you know, maybe, maybe I can cheer you up. And she told me various stories of her uh, stay in the hospital, that her kidney was failing, that finding a transplant is almost impossible, and all that kind of shit, just to gain more attention, and more and more and more. So I waited until she finally sent me a picture, a picture of her broken leg. She had a broken leg too. So the story was, four ribs are broken, uh, the face was fine, <laughs> Why, I don't know, if an ex-boyfriend is, is, is like pissed off and a wife beater in general, they like to go for the face. And, you know, uh, broken ribs, bruises, leg broken on, on, on two places, right leg broken at the, the foot joint, left leg uh, broken on various points, uh, the bones are shattered and she needed uh, a serious surgery and all that. And all that kind of nonsense. You know, and she was very precise and convincing with how she presented that story. On the phone, she was crying all the time. And, and all that, that nonsense. And um, good acting from her side. Now, this is where I really have to draw the line and tell you she is lying through her fucking teeth. Because I found, finally, more evidence because of that stupid photo. And you can guess where, what I'm getting at. It was a picture, like I said, from her foot. At first glance, it looked like to be her foot. But then again, you know, it could be anybody. So I copied that picture quickly to my computer from my phone and noticed that the file size was surprisingly small, which is an indication that it's not made by the phone, especially not by an iPhone. I don't care if the pictures are compressed, if they are sent over WhatsApp or other you know, social media apps. Um, the file size is still big enough and takes a while to transfer, especially over Bluetooth. And for some reason, I'm bleeding right now from my fucking leg because I scratched something open. Ah, fuck. Oh, never mind. I'll clean that up later. Let me bleed. Um... Yeah, the picture. Look, I, I took a Google picture search, reverse search, of course, and I instantly found the original picture. It was from um, a medical website about these kind of injuries and about the surgery and all that crap. And somewhere down in the list of that website, when you scroll down, you find exactly the same image. And I'm not making this up. It was real. The same fucking image image and that's where I lost my shit so I had finally proof that she was lying the entire time lying through her teeth and lying really well and really good just to gain attention or revenge for the fact that I did not like her the way I thought I would and that's when I was really surprised that I actually went with the story for so long I should have kicked her ass right away but these kind of lies, man, Jesus Christ, that's really scary that somebody would invent a story like that to gain attention and so 
convincing, so fanatically truthful in her version of that story, in the presentation and execution of the story. It makes you question everything that person ever said to you. I don't know if anything she told me was true. I have no idea. And I have no reason to believe her anymore. And it's surprising to me that I actually had to bump into one of these fucking idiots again. You know, I mean, I had one who was lying. I mean, I'd never met her in person, but I did meet quite a few people that like to lie. And they lied good. But this is the most extreme that I've ever had. And I tried to fool her a little bit. I was playing with her, to be honest. I was a bit cruel here by, you know, uh, pretending to be completely drunk on the on the phone or at least while I was texting. And she messaged me like stuff like, oh, I feel so weak. I don't feel so good. I don't know if I can make it through the night. Just trying to get me uh, into an, another conversation that lasts till 1 a.m. or something, you know. And I just responded, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Like I wasn't even really there in my mind. And she said, what the hell are you, t what's wrong with you? And I said, I, I started drinking during work. I didn't stop. I'm completely fucked. I can't even walk straight. So she got pissed and said, in German, mind you, she said something like, well, great, I can't use you like that. You know, this, it like, um, you're useless to me like that, which was an interesting statement. So I left it there. Next day, I just said, I, 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 don't, I don't want to talk to you. I just want to be alone for a while and just leave it at, at that for now. I didn't want to confront her with that information yet again because she would, you know, um, find some kind of other explanation or excuse to sell her story. She is desperate for attention on a level I have never imagined, and I didn't expect that from the start. I am sorry that um, I could not treat her like the woman I was expecting, and I'm sorry that that kind of body smell disturbed me that much. I do not mean that as any kind of offense to her or anyone else who has a strong uh, body smell or odor. It's a natural process. Some people have it, some people don't. And we all stink to some individual for whatever reason. It's normal. It's a part of life. It's nothing you can do about it. I did the mistake of not actually telling her, look, this is a bullshit idea. It's not going to work between us. I don't like you that much. So, or just anything else. Just send her home like saying, look, this was a bad idea. I'm sorry. Go home. That would have been the best. But even then, I would get probably a message like that with a story to gain attention, to get revenge for letting her down, for cutting her off, sending her home, some stuff like that. Because this kind of, 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 of treatment, this kind of behavior is really extreme. And I thought I've seen it all. Uh, no. I haven't. This is the new high or the new low of social behavior, which is a shame because she is not really, she doesn't give me the impression of being like asocial or let's say downright evil. But if somebody is desperate for attention from a specific person that she wants probably or has maybe deeper feelings that she wants to admit, then uh, 
things can really get out of hand if that person can't just, you know, get, get it together and get ground under their feet. This is scary, really scary. So, long story short, uh, I think... I'm, I don't, I am not looking for more contact to that person. I'm just waiting to see if she uh, will admit that she was wrong. Or maybe she knows that I checked the picture and suspects me of finding, you know, just undeniable evidence that she's lying. And I think she's just going to disappear. I'm, I like, I would like to confront her, but there is no point in this situation. I think... If she would be a different person, a different kind of person, then, uh, you know, I'd probably do that. But since we actually had a meeting, we actually saw each other, we had sex, um, I did use, you know, protection. But for fuck's sake. Just because it doesn't run her way or just wasn't the most romantic ending that she was hoping for, it doesn't mean that you have to tell people you're dying just to get attention. That's bullshit. Oh, man. Never mind. That's a short story from my side. I'm, I think I should take a break. I'm not going to date anybody anytime soon. Uh, probably not even for the rest of the year. <laughs> I need a break. I need peace and quiet. And I have a lot of work to do. So, um, for now... Um, the, the other good news that I have is that I am being transferred to a, a different department over time in the company I work for, my day job, logistics stuff and all that. And I will be doing more SAP work, more software work, sitting in front of a computer and dealing with you know various bookings of, of items being shoved from one point to another. The, uh, the conditions are much better by far. It's an easier job, uh, more complicated in the software term, but there's nothing I cannot learn on, in, in this regard. The colleagues seem to be fine. The boss is fine of that department anyway. So, you know, that's something I'm looking forward to, something I need to learn, material I have to get in my head, uh, procedures and all that, processes. And uh, I'm just going to enjoy that, which will make my life a little bit easier, I suppose. Because if you're physically worn out and completely beat, I have to admit, I don't have the guts nor the energy anymore to sit at my desk after a hard day of work like that and stay focused for, let's say, two three hours additionally or four or, or more in Photoshop in front of my drawing table just to get something done. Especially when your hands, fingers and wrists hurt. It's not exactly fun. So the new job is going to be, uh, at least in this regard, a blessing for my, my, my joints. <laughs> I'm looking really forward to that, to get that job done, to do that job well, and uh, to feel a bit better about myself. Finding more energy for things that are important. And no women for now, okay? Just, Jesus Christ, just... I guess I really think that this kind of stuff is not for me. I think I should, you know, just maybe I should do what other people do. Book a woman. Use the money. I spent money on a hotel. I spend it on food. I spend it on gas. And if I 
add everything up, I get a sum that I could use wisely for professional and be entertained on a level that is completely fair. Fair to me and fair to the woman. I should think about that more often. Seriously. So, there is no shame in buying a woman if you need one. I strongly believe that. We're in Germany. I can talk about that. It's fine. It's not something that people frown upon. Please. And those who do, they got no clue. So, in uh, with those words, I'd like to close this podcast for today. You can think of me whatever you want. It is fine. I know myself. I messed up. I know. But um, I should have handled the, these things differently. But like I said... I did not expect somebody to be such a lying drama queen. I'm very surprised, negatively surprised. Next time, I might find more time to to talk finally about some hobbies or uh, a movie. Like I still wanted to talk about Jason. I I can't I can't get it done. I made two recordings previously recorded uh, material about that Jason goes to hell movie. I can't get it done. I made the recording. It doesn't sound very good. It's not informative enough. And I left out a lot of things that were important to mention about the movie. So I have to start again. I have to make a list or something. I'd like to talk about the new Ghostbusters film coming up. The Afterlife film. I saw the latest trailer. I'm blown away. I want to see this movie so bad. It's it's really going to be great. Especially if the original cast members. At least those who are left and were interested in making the film will be a part of the storyline, at least, I think, near the ending of the film. And um, I don't care how long they will be on screen. I want to see them back in action, just for one more time. It's just a dream come true, after all these years. I'm just really sad that Harold Ramis cannot see it. So, the good thing is, the movie uh, resolves around the history and... uh, life of Egon Spangler which is it's a gift of its own it's really a homage to him in some way and a homage to the to the fans almost to uh, Ivan Reitman I suppose because his son made the movie all these things all the details uh, I think it's going to be about Gozer again that Gozer is coming back because Gozer was never defeated Not, he was defeated but Gozer wasn't destroyed or killed all that happened was that the Marshmallow Man exploded and uh, the gateway to that dimension was destroyed or closed. And I think in this story, something that Egon Spangler knew, at least that's what, I, that, what I'm assuming, I don't have any proof or anything, so I'm just wildly speculating about the storyline. I think that Egon Spangler is going or went out to that, to that farmhouse because he expected something would happen in that place. He found probably evidence of more connection to Goza the Gozerian and, um, and the, the occultist that used to summon him or something like that. There was something mentioned in the first film. So I expect that some kind of gateway was opened, that Gozer or somebody working for Gozer is coming back to... Um, to earth to cleanse the world once again or at least trying 
There's also in the trailer visible one of the hell dogs from uh, like one was the gatekeeper, the other one was the key master. Uh, one of those creatures was walking around uh, hunting someone, which is cool. And I thought, okay, this might be all about Gozer, that Gozer found a way back to, to get revenge. So the scientists have to get back together again. Ernie Hudson will be there, I think. Dan Aykroyd is a part of the movie, uh, that's for sure. And I think, as far as I know, Bill Murray will be back. One last time, at least. So I think they're just going to show the kids how busting is done. How cool it is and how dangerous and what it means to be a Ghostbuster. And I'm looking forward to that film. For God's sakes, yeah. So... That will be it for today. I have to get back to work, kids. Wish me luck. Stay healthy and take care of yourselves. And uh, don't do the same mistake like me. Don't go online. <laughs> do not go online. Uh, if I have something positive to tell you about my some other experience or a date I might get in in far future, not in the near near future, I'm going to talk to you about that again. Up until then. I just want to live my life, kids. <laughs> that's that's all I care about. Uh, like I said, take care of you guys. Stay healthy. Be kind to each other. And uh, don't have sex with uh, strangers. <laughs> take care and see you next time. Bye-bye.